What's going on, people? Welcome back to the Sports Gamble Ramble. This is SGR 114. I'm recording this Wednesday, February 8th. We are just four days away from Super Bowl 57. We got the Eagles and the Chiefs getting ready to face off here. And this is our exotic props episode. This should be a fun one here. Um, for those of you who don't really know what I'm talking about when I say exotic props, um, this is going to be all the crazy, wild shit that you can bet on that has nothing to do with the actual football game itself. Um, this is going to be stuff that happens in the pregame, postgame, um, baked into the broadcast and presentation. Uh, we're going to have props on um, some of the commercial breaks, um, some of the in-stadium merchandise sales. Uh, halftime has got a bunch of really fun props this year with Rihanna headlining and uh, Gronk also doing the, um, what is it, FanDuel Kick of Destiny, I think they're calling it. We've got some fun props on all that stuff. So um, this is going to be, you know, a kind of a unique episode and one that I I look forward to every year um, as a guy that really loves betting the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Super Bowl is a little bit different for me this year as an Eagles fan. A lot of extra stress this week, guys, and I'm grinding my ass off uh, to get you some pretty good content here and get you some relatively unbiased content. Uh, one um, exotic prop that I actually gave out on my uh, last episode, SGR 113, we went over some of the main storylines in the Super Bowl, and I tipped my hand quite a bit on who I think is going to be winning this game. I'm picking the Philadelphia Eagles, I'll say it a million times this week. And with that uh, knowledge that I do like the Eagles to win this game, I went and got down early on the Gatorade bath prop. This is one of my favorite props to bet every year. I hit it the last time that the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. 2017, I got plus 300 on a yellow uh, lime green Gatorade bath. Um, so this year I went and did the same thing. I went and grabbed yellow plus 350. I talked about it at the end of the last episode. Um, bet that, uh, this past weekend, uh, I'm not sure exactly what day, maybe Saturday or Sunday, but, uh, yeah, the current odds on that have shifted quite a bit. Like I said, I got the price of plus 350 earlier in the week. Same book that I bet that on currently has yellow Gatorade bath as plus 165 as the favorite. Um, At the time um, of recording, like I said, uh, yellow and orange were both tied at plus 350. Um, On that same book, orange is currently plus 275, if I remember off the top of my head. So yellow really getting steamed there. Um, The reasoning for that, again, the Eagles are confirmed to drink yellow Gatorade. They dumped yellow Gatorade on Nick Sirianni in the NFC Championship, and they dumped yellow Gatorade on Doug Peterson in Super Bowl 52. The Chiefs are confirmed to drink orange Gatorade. We've seen it before. Last time that they dumped it on Andy Reid. We know what these teams drink, so it's really, it's just a better way to play who you think is going to win the game. If you like the Eagles, take the yellow. If you like the Chiefs, take the orange. It's a much better value the Eagles are currently minus 120 money line favorites to win this game. And again, I have a bet for them to win it at plus 350 odds that I just placed this past weekend. Again, you know, you're losing a lot of value because you're catching it at plus 165 later in the week, but that's still better than minus 120 on the money line. So believe me when I say if you like the Eagles to win this game, just take the price on the yellow Gatorade bath. 
they will absolutely be dumping that shit on Sirianni. There's no way, no bath is an option, and sometimes you can get fucked on that. There's no way if Philly wins this game that Sirianni isn't soaked in that yellow Gatorade. So that's one that I've already got locked in, and I wanted to lead it off the show with because uh, we've seen quite a bit of uh, line movement on that already this week. And, and again, 350 to plus 165. That's a very substantial move. That's obviously sharp money coming in. They know what they're doing. So we'll move on to some other stuff here. Uh, Next prop that I want to talk about and one that um, gets a lot of coverage, you know, uh, nationally, a lot of content, a lot of shows like to break this one down. It's the national anthem. Um, Another one that for some reason, these gambling shows that I've seen that want to talk about the coin toss. It blows my mind. Some people do it sarcastically. Some people will legitimately spend like five minutes dissecting a coin toss. It blows my mind. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys why statistically you should bet heads or tails. If you want to bet the coin toss, go for it. Don't lay any juice on a book. Just like bet it with a buddy. Find someone that wants to take the other end of you. But that's not for me. You won't hear any more coin toss conversation in this national anthem though i do like to get down on it's a great way to start the super bowl experience itself you get to wet your beak a little bit on a really fun about two minute long sweat um it's almost like betting the kentucky derby you know there's all this uh anticipation leading up to it and then it's over in 90 seconds right and that's what the anthem is um the line this year is set at two minutes and five seconds Depending on what books you're at, I actually found a book um, that's giving uh, 127 seconds at minus 150. Um, so that's uh, that's actually two minutes and seven seconds there. The over juiced at minus 150. This line has moved quite a bit this week. Um, I, I believe it opened up at a minute 59 of the original line, and they've moved it, as you can see, that's a six second to two minutes, five seconds, a six second move. And then again, uh, the book that I saw this afternoon at 127, that's an eight second line move. So I think that indicates that the over is gonna hit here. Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem. Um, It just stylistically seems like he's gonna drag this one out. Again, you know, you see the line movement early in the week and and that indicates to me that there's information out there that maybe the general public doesn't have access to, but people who are looking into this um, clearly feeling some type of way about the national anthem. So I'm gonna be riding with the over as well, depending on what price I can get it at. Don't love laying a minus 150 on something like that, but uh, you know, again, you're not putting your biggest bet of the game on the national anthem, or at least I hope you're not, because you know these are exotic props and crazy shit can happen with all of these. Uh, but my pick for the national anthem is going to be the over, and then I've got another bet, mm, kind of two bets, but I feel stronger about one than the other um, for the national anthem. You can bet on which player will be shown first. Uh, it's a head-to-head matchup between the quarterbacks. So you can bet on Mahomes to be shown first or Jalen Hurts to be shown first. Uh, Mahomes is favored at minus 130. Jalen Hurts is minus 110. So you're laying a little juice on either side. I really like Mahomes at minus 130. I feel really strongly about this. I believe this is a line that's moved as well throughout the week when I checked it a few days ago. I think they were co-favored at minus 115 each, and, and we've seen the juice shift a bit here 
Also, for the same logic, Andy Reid, uh, minus 120 uh, to be the first coach shown. I just think that um, the Chiefs are kind of like, you know, the face of the league right now with Mahomes and Andy Reid. They're just the household names, the more recognizable name brand team here, while Philly is just, you know, they, they kind of have arrived quickly here. Um, the national audience in the spotlight here. I just I think that they want to show Mahomes as early in the broadcast as possible. And why wouldn't you just go right to his head coach after that? So feel better about Mahomes minus 130 because, again, he is truly the face of the league. And especially with Brady retiring, I mean, this is Mahomes' league. And it's not like Brady was like the best quarterback this year. Um, but like as far as face of the league... Rodgers isn't really that guy, I think, from a PR standpoint. Mahomes is the face at this point, and so, yeah, they're going to get him on camera as soon as possible, and uh, Andy Reid's just a legend in himself. Uh, the camera loves him as well. Next prop I want to talk about here, you're going to have to wait until, you know, even after the Gatorade bath, this might be the last one of the night that you cash. It's uh, You have your option of who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his victory speech um there's a number of options here this one's really fun i've cashed this one big time before specifically i mean you guys will hear me reference super bowl 52 quite a bit because i really painted the board in that one kind of similar to how i'm trying to do it here um in you know going all in on on my my feeling that the Eagles are going to win. And if you really have a side in the Super Bowl that you feel strongly about, you can get a ton of value on some of these props. You know, you, you kind of have to use your knowledge of what you think the outcome of this game will be to influence which side you're going to invest in more on uh, some of these outcomes. So again, you know, in 2017, I was pretty locked in on the Eagles winning that game as a five-and-a-half-point underdog. New Nick Foles would have to have a big day to do it. It went into it thinking, you know, the, the, the Patriots without their number one corner, Stephon Gilmore, opportunity in the passing game. You know, it's it went in doubt, uh, Super Bowl MVP. We're talking QB. There are times when a defensive player makes, uh, you know, a defensive touchdown or, or, you know, a big interception or whatever, um, and it happens. But the odds are stacked against you, um, if you if you're not thinking quarterback for the MVP here. So I was thinking Nick Foles could win the MVP here, so went and took him. Uh, and then... In this prop here, who will the MVP thank first? I took thank God first. That's one of the options at plus 300 there. And I knew that Nick Foles was a very religious person. And if he wins the MVP, he's going to thank God. And so that's how you kind of put, you got to string some of that logic together here. If we're talking about the odds of either Hertz or Mahomes winning the MVP, and Eileen Hertz in that, obviously, but if you think the Chiefs are going to win here, it's 90, 95% Mahomes is getting that MVP, right? The options here this year, the MVP to think their teammates first is actually a big favorite at minus 145. Everything else is juiced up a bit. God is the second favorite at plus 135. To me, you know, I don't know these two guys personally. I'm not their best friend, but neither one really publicly give off the over-religious kind of vibe. These guys aren't Tim Tebow. You don't really hear talk of God 
in either of their, you know, public statements or press conferences. I'm not really down for that option. And then everything else listed this year is 10 to 1 or longer odds. Uh, we've got the city as the third top price at plus 1,000. And, you know, Mahomes isn't going to come out and say, thank you, Kansas City. It feels like maybe... Maybe if he wanted to do that in his first Super Bowl, perhaps. And then Hurts on the other side, it just it doesn't seem like his style, if anything. Doesn't it feel like if they're going to shout out the city, it's at the end. It'll be more something like, this one's for you, Philly. Or this one's for you, Kansas City. Like, I don't think it's going to be thank you to the city of Philadelphia for embracing me or whatever. Because they, you know, it took them a long time to win them over. I'm going on too long about this one. But the other options, family members, uh, plus 1,400. Coach, plus 1,800. Owner, plus 3,500. Does not mention any of the above, plus 1,800. I, that'd be difficult to do. I want to thank me and me alone. I did this myself. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the long story short here. Um, MVP, thank first teammates minus 145, uh, seems like a good bet in my opinion. This next prop is the closest to anything related to the actual game itself. Um, but I, I found the option to bet on the number of times that the first down chains are used to measure in this game. And the line is one and a half. The under is favored minus 300 and the over is plus 220. And I'm not going to put my money on this one personally, um, but I wanted to bring it up because it's good content and I think it's fun to talk about. And I think that plus 220 is worth a stab if you are crazy enough to want to get down on this one. Um, I'm not laying minus 300 on a chains prop anytime. So it's either the dog or nothing if you want to fuck around here. And just to me, um, you know, crucial situation, you know, Super Bowl season on the line. They want to make sure they get these calls right. If they have to bring out the chains twice, I don't think that's too much to ask for. I know that the use of the chains is kind of going away over time. We don't see it eight times a Sunday like we did um, maybe 15 years ago. But it's still there. It's part of the game. And I think another angle to this, too, if you want to kind of dissect it a bit more, the Eagles run so many quarterback sneaks. I mean, there's potential that they have to break out the chains to measure one or two of those. It, I just think um, it, for only two measurements to happen, it's not that crazy. It's not that many. And for plus 220, there could be some interesting value if you feel like um, betting a kind of a wacky one there. I said that last one was the closest related to the football game. I actually do have one that takes place in the game here. Um, but it is a fucking weird prop that I, probably the first time this has ever been, you know, given out by any sports book ever. Um, you guys have probably heard through the media this is the first Super Bowl between two uh, black quarterbacks. And so one of the books that I was surfing around um, in the real depths and bowels of the Internet here, uh, where I just would not recommend any of you venture to, um, we've got uh, Will There Be a White? player to throw a pass attempt in this game um again both starting qbs are black and if you're gonna have some sort of like gadget play double pass this is where we get into weird territory of like it would have to go to the one of the tight ends right because neither one of these teams have a white running back and i think the only white receiver between the two rosters is the Eagles special teams player Britton covey who's I would bet my money that he doesn't get an offensive snap in this game. They're not going to put him out there. 
Um, so then, yeah, tight ends. Okay, you can get screwed if they do a double pass uh, with Travis Kelsey throwing something. That's possible for sure. Um, he played quarterback in high school, I want to say. Um, 90% sure on that. Uh, so that's a possibility. Their other tight end is Noah Gray. I don't know if he throws the football, but I know that they do put him in motion sometimes and line him up under center. He's their quarterback sneak guy because Mahomes got injured a couple years ago doing the QB sneak, and they don't like to risk that. What they do in sneak situations is they send Noah Gray in motion and line him up under center and then do the whole rugby push thing, or at least try to do it as well as the Eagles do it. Um, and so I don't know if he's going to throw a pass, but that's in the wheel of possibilities for a trick play. I don't think the Eagles would have Dallas Goddard or any of their white tight ends throw a pass. I just I haven't seen it from this team, and I, I, I think that if we're going to get creative with trick plays, it'll probably be something in the running game. We've run a couple gadgets and, like, different um, looks off of our QB sneak formation this year. And so I think if we get weird with anything, it comes more in backfield misdirection territory. But uh, last angle on this, if you're looking to take for a white player to get a pass attempt, I, I don't know if I mentioned the odds on this. No is minus 300. Yes is plus 200 here. And if you're looking to get down on that yes, um, I'll mention that both backup quarterbacks are white in this game. If either starter goes down, you're screwed. So you're definitely not laying minus 300 on the no. Um, because again, uh, tight ends or backup QBs will fuck you here. Uh, but yeah, I'm laying out the situation. If you want to take the yes on a white player to throw a pass attempt, both backup QBs, um, what's his name? Henny. Why can't I think of his first name? Chad Henny. And, of course, Gardner Minshew on the Eagles. And, again, I could see Travis Kelsey throwing a pass. If Travis Kelsey throws a pass in this game, is it the craziest thing? Definitely not. So I'm just pointing out that's a fun one to talk about, but you're not laying minus 300 on the no side. And while we're on the subject of Travis Kelsey there, might as well roll into this one. You're going to be laying substantial juice, but this seems like an all-time lock if you do want to lay the price the prop is number of times that the Kelsey brothers playing each other in the Super Bowl will be mentioned throughout the game broadcast. Line is one and a half. They might talk about this for 60, 60 straight minutes in this one, honestly. So um, the over one and a half is minus 320. Under one and a half is plus 230. Wanted to bring it up because it's part of the game narrative. It's fun to talk about. Um, they're going to pound this into our heads. They could mention it twice in the first quarter, honestly, as far as uh, talking about the narrative, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey squaring off. If you guys caught any of the media night stuff on Monday, man, that was fun to watch. As an Eagles fan and as a guy that follows the New Heights podcast with Travis and Jason on YouTube, um, those guys are so fun and the whole, everything that they're showing with the mom, um, mama Kelsey, she baked them cookies for Super Bowl week. Like all that stuff's really fun to watch. And, uh, they're definitely going to play it up on the game broadcast. We're going to do our best to keep our transition game strong in this episode as, you know, we were just talking about Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. I'm sure those guys love a nice ice cold beer. And I've got a prop that's related to ice cold beer here. Um, you can bet on the number of beers sold in the stadium on Super Bowl Sunday. And this is a fun one uh, because I like the over. 
doesn't matter what number they set this at, and maybe this is just out of sheer ignorance, and I'll be 30,000 beers off on this one, because I didn't do any research. I don't know what the typical number of beers sold on Super Bowl Sunday is, or the number of beers sold in a football stadium is. In hindsight, I didn't think to look at that, and I probably should have. You might be able to find that info out there, so if anybody does, let me know. Uh, but the line here of number of beers sold in the stadium is 120,000. And the under is minus 175. The over is plus 130. I mean, yeah, if you're giving me positive juice to bet on a bunch of fucking jacked up Eagles fans to consume mass quantities of alcohol during an Eagles Super Bowl, I'll take it. Like I said... I don't know what a fair number for this bet would be, but there's not a single figure you could put to have me picking the under. They might run out of beer in that stadium. This fan base is going to be drunk and loud. And hey, I don't want to disrespect the Chiefs fan base. I'm sure that they can put down brews as well. Those uh, Midwestern, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't want to stereotype these guys. I almost said kind of like corn-fed, you know, the Huskers out there. I don't know where I'm going in my head, but these, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that this crowd is going to want to put down some beers. I don't know how expensive they'll be in the stadium. That might be an issue, but if you're giving me plus 130 on the over of beers sold, I'll take it. Why not? I've got another one here where we can take an over at positive money. And root for a little bit of chaos in the world here on Super Bowl Sunday. You can actually bet on this, guys. Number of TikToks that will be posted by Jackson Mahomes during the Super Bowl. They're setting the line at one and a half. The over's plus 145, and the under's minus 190. Maybe the books know something here, um, but in my opinion, this is a fun one to take, you know, plus 145 on over. He just needs to post two TikToks. Now, we might need to look in the fine print on this one. Is this only from kickoff to triple zeros on the clock? You know, it, like if he posts a TikTok celebrating after the game, does that count? Maybe want to look into this one a little bit. But um, you're telling me this guy's not want to fucking you know, flex his content at the Super Bowl. I mean, this guy's obnoxious as fuck. We all know it. He hasn't been in the media as much this season. I think that was part of a conversation Patrick had this offseason with him and his obnoxious fucking wife as well. Hey, I don't need you guys making me look like an asshole out here. But hey, it's the Super Bowl. You're telling me this guy's not going to get two talks up there for his, his followers? Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. It, it's just, it's fun to root against that guy. So two TikToks for uh, old Jackson Mahomes. I could easily see it. All right, I want to get into some Super Bowl commercial props. I've got uh, three or four head-to-head -head props here. So you can pick um, which company will uh, have a commercial shown first during the game. So we're going to talk about a couple of different ones, uh, a couple crossover brands here. A lot of the, you can look into who's um, spending on Super Bowl advertising. You can research this stuff. I don't have any official reports on dollar amounts distributed across these companies, but I did look into what brands are going to be, you know, active throughout the broadcast. And last year, it was a bunch of crypto companies and financial institutions. And we saw how that all went over the last year or so. 
Um, but this here, we're getting back to the the old classics. We got our Doritos, our M and M's, our you know beer companies. There's nobody spending more than the beer industry this year. So we're gonna get back to our Bud Lights and our, and our Heinekens and um, all that good stuff. So. We're going to be talking about um, some snacks and beverages here. Um, the first uh, angle that I want to bring up here is it's a head to head. Which brand will be shown first? Popcorners minus 115 or Pringles minus 115? Uh, Popcorners, kind of an up and coming snack brand. They're delicious, by the way. No free sponsors, but I'm a big fan. Definitely better than Pringles. Just a personal take there. Um, you can go and see some of these companies released their um, ads uh, on YouTube. I guess that's a trend now. You release your Super Bowl ad a week early on YouTube, so people talk about it more, I, I guess. Uh, seems kind of backwards to me, but <clears throat> they did a pretty cool ad this, uh, this year with Walter White and Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Um, I think that one's going to get a pretty big pop. I think they like to sneak that in early in the game broadcast. Um, Pringles, they have an advertisement with Megan Trainer this year. I, I just don't see it being um, as uh, glamorous or as uh, as big of a deal. I, it's not going to be as funny for sure. I just watched the Breaking Bad ad. It's pretty good. Um, they have Tuco Salamanca in there too for, for you Breaking Bad fans. It'll be a fun one. Um, yeah, I just don't see the excitement behind Megan Trainer and Pringles. They're a brand that's been around for, what, 30, 40 years, whereas Popcorn is really trying to make a name for themselves. It seems like they're going to want to get into this broadcast earlier and make a statement. Um, another head-to-head -head that I have here is going to be, I couldn't believe this price, Anheuser-Busch versus Heineken. Uh, they're same price, minus 115 both sides. But I saw in another book that Anheuser-Busch was a massive favorite, minus 250. So with some of these exotic props, guys, A, some of them might be difficult to find at all. B, some of them might be ridiculously mispriced across the market. So you got to do your research here. Uh, this is why, um, you know, you do you know, hours of exotic prop research on a, on a Wednesday, four days before the game by yourself in your home office. Um, what else do I have here? Yeah, I've got two involving M&Ms. M&Ms um, is getting some pub here for their marketing campaign recently. I'm going to try and tiptoe around this conversation without getting myself canceled. But uh, yeah, M&M's, obviously you guys know they had like the M&M candy spokesperson things, the red and the yellow one. And then they had the green one that was the female version. Um, I guess sometime in this past year, uh, they changed her shoes from like high heels to sneakers and a bunch of people got offended about it. Ugh, spare me the entire conversation, guys. Um, anyways... For some reason, M&M decided that they're giving the little M&M candy people um, some time away from the public spotlight to maybe cool the internet crowd down that decided that a pair of sneakers was a big fucking deal. Um, so they have a new marketing campaign, a new spokesperson, Maya Rudolph from Saturday Night Live and the various movies that she's done. And I think that they're going to want to get their asses into the broadcast early as well. So I've got two different head-to-heads with M&Ms here, and I'm picking them to win both. We've got M&Ms minus 150 to be shown first against Pepsi Zero Sugar at plus 115. 
Um, again, just Pepsi, they'll get in there at some point, but th there's no sense of urgency there, in my opinion, while M&M's is looking to um, kind of rebrand themselves from a marketing standpoint in this one. And then I'm also going to take M&M's at plus odds. You can get them at plus 115, uh, head to head against Doritos at minus 150. And Doritos is, uh, they always do great commercials and they'll definitely have um, a big presence in this one. They have a, a new commercial coming out with Jack Harlow. I didn't watch it, but it's out there, I believe. Um, that said, I just think my angle from the PR standpoint of Eminem's rebrand against cancel culture is going to get them into the broadcast, maybe on that first initial commercial break. So I, I like playing around with a couple of those. And I just think these are fun to talk about whether they hit or not personally. Um, it's not like I'm out here trying to give you guys losers, but I mean, th these, these are crazy fucking bets. You're a psycho if you're looking at this shit like me. All right. It is time to talk halftime. There's a lot of fun stuff that you can bet on at halftime this year. Rihanna is the headliner. And um, first off, my, probably my favorite bet of halftime here as far as actually trying to give you guys a, a solid winner is going to be um, the number of songs played at halftime. This line opened at 8.5 earlier in the week, to the best of my knowledge, and I'm now seeing 9.5. Uh, opened eight and a half minus one ten on both sides. We got over nine and a half songs played minus one twenty five. And when I was doing my research, my little Rihanna deep dive this week, man, it, I gotta. I'm really curious what her streaming numbers are looking like this week, just based on everyone in the gambling community trying to figure out their halftime props, right? Um, when I did my research, I really. I kept finding song after song after song that I remember playing like when I was in high school that I just forgot kind of existed. Her library is so fucking massive. Um, she actually, <laughs> throughout her run, has had nine songs to hit number one on the Billboard Top 40 charts. She's had nine number one hits, guys. And if you want to add on top of that, she's had 25 songs in the top four on the billboard, uh, top 40, top 100, whatever, however the fuck you say it. 25 different times she's been top four on the billboard charts and nine times she's been number one. And you're telling me she's not gonna play 10 songs here? Definitely playing 10 songs, maybe more. She could play fucking 15 here. I think she gets like a full like 15 minute performance. I don't exactly remember, but you don't have to play the whole song. All we need is a verse or a chorus or whatever. And I think there's going to be a lot of that going around. Maybe you give us the first verse and the chorus and then you slide right into the next one. I think that she'll be doing, you know, her hits from this past decade. And I think that she'll also be giving us some nostalgia and some throwbacks. I mean, who was it last year? Maroon 5, I, I believe. No, no, no. Last year was... Uh, the rap show, Dr. Dre and, and all those guys. Um, two years ago, Maroon 5, they opened with Harder to Breathe because it's like they, they're going to play their throwbacks. They're going to, you know, the crowd pleasers, right? So I think Rihanna is going to um, definitely play over nine and a half songs at minus 125. And that will bring us into our conversation about first song played. This is a tough one for me this year. I've gone back and forth. I always like to give out a pick for this. Um, I think I am uh, 0 for 2 the last two Super Bowls off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, I like to take some of the longer shots. Um, if there's a favorite that you think is obvious, then yeah, go for it. 
to me, there isn't one here. Like I said, she has so many hits, so many different directions you could go in. I guess you try and gauge this by finding what intro makes sense to start the performance. Are they going to start off smacking us right in the face right away? Or are they going to kind of um, do some build-up or some more theatrical shit? And that's kind of the way I see this one going is maybe starting off a little bit more theatrical and a little bit more flamboyant and doing some slow build. And I think that Diamonds is a song that she can do that with. Man, they don't tell you you're going to be breaking down top 40 pop hits when you get into sports gambling. Um, Diamonds, just the flow of the song, I think it starts out kind of slow and then the beat builds and then it erupts into kind of an epic little chorus there and then she can take it into whatever different direction she wants. Um, I've seen a number of different odds and prices fluctuating around. The, the, the site that I'm looking at right now has Don't Stop the Music favored at plus 150. And then the second favorite is Diamonds at plus 350. Um, we've got some other Where Have You Been plus 500, Umbrella plus 600, Lift Me Up 700, We Found Love 900. Um, Stay is a popular selection on a lot of books as well. If I can try and find, here we go, the other one. So I guess she opens her live concerts with Stay, but I don't think it's what you start the Super Bowl halftime show with. I'm going with Diamonds. Again, I'm seeing it favored on another book at plus 220 with Don't Stop the Music at plus 245 slightly behind. If you listen to Don't Stop the Music, I think it gets played at some time as a, you know, kind of a crowd pumper. But uh, I don't think you open with it. The first uh, second of the song is Rihanna saying, please don't stop the music. And... To me, she's like, there's going to be some mu there's going to be some musical notes or something leading up to the first time that she opens her mouth. I don't think that it's just immediately, please don't stop the music, music. I don't think that's how you start it. So hope you guys like that little vocal rendition. Diamonds to me makes a lot of sense. And then if we want to talk about last song played, I came into this for sure thinking that it was going to be run this town. I've got a little correlated theory here for this. This is all, these are multiple bets strung together here. This is a three in one for you guys. I came into this thinking it was going to be run this town. That, what I'm seeing here as far as odds for last song played, run this town is plus 350. But the favorite is Umbrella plus 250. And in this, we're, we're going with Umbrella. We're going with the favorite in this one. Don't overthink this. The reason that I was thinking run this town was because I think that Jay-Z makes an appearance at the Super Bowl halftime show. There, uh, there historically have been surprise guests at most halftime shows. If you look at the odds online, they indicate that one, two, maybe three people will show up. The popular names that you can bet on to show up at this uh, halftime show are Drake, ASAP, Rocky, and Jay-Z. And out of all of them, I like Jay-Z the most. He's already confirmed to be like part of, I guess he's part of the event. Like he's helping put together the performance, but it hasn't been confirmed that he's in the performance himself. These are just the latest internet rumors that I've been able to, um, you know, scour through. And so 
I think that Jay-Z will definitely be there. He's a minus 170 favorite online to make an appearance at the Super Bowl halftime show. To me, the sports books know they don't list that at minus 170 unless they know. I'll probably play on that. I'll probably bet that. Um, and then, to me, it makes sense perfectly. You bring out Jay-Z for Run This Town as the second to last song. Because Rihanna does the intro for that one, and then it goes into Jay-Z's first chorus, and Jay-Z, or excuse me, his first verse, and you get to do that first verse and maybe the chorus there for Run This Town, and then you transition right into Umbrella, because Jay-Z does the intro for Umbrella. He does the first verse there. So you do Run This Town. You let Rihanna intro Run This Town. Hey. Eh, you know, and then we do the Jay-Z verse and then we go into, uh, Rain Man is back, Lil Miss Sunshine, Rihanna, where you at? And then Rihanna takes it home and closes the show with Umbrella. So that's where we're at with this one. If this plays out, it's going to be really fun to watch. And then another prop here that I found on the Super Bowl halftime show that I think gets activated during that final song of Umbrella you can bet on whether or not she will open an umbrella on stage. In the music video, she does it. I just think it makes sense theatrically. You're getting plus 275 odds on Rihanna to open an umbrella during her performance. Guys, has there ever been a more obvious, more fun plus 275 bet? Maybe not. Um, you know, if you want to talk about my Gatorade yellow plus 350 value, we could talk about it. But for plus 275 on the halftime, Rihanna uses an umbrella in her performance. I've also got another fun one on the halftime show. I think this is my last uh, Rihanna bet. But you can bet on uh, whether or not she will be wearing sunglasses during the performance. I believe this is any time. You know, she doesn't have to, like start or end or keep them during the entire it's just will there be sunglasses on her face at the halftime show at any point no is minus 190 yes is plus 140 i just i could see it as like a stylistic thing is like a, oh i'm you know this is a flashy moment i want to look cool i want to look like a rock star like sure sunglasses at plus 140 seems like it's realistic and reasonable and at plus 140 odds that one's kind of fun as well you can bet on some other things with her um, I didn't really feel like diving too deep into this one. You can bet on what color outfit she's at. Black is minus 110 favorite and everything else is, is, uh, juiced up a little bit there on her, um, outfit odds. Let me see if I can find that just for you guys here. So one of my books actually has black at plus 200 as the favorite while another has it at minus 110. So might've just found some value for you guys there. I think she does come out in black, but it's also not a lock like silver or white like all of that shit could happen so i i don't really know um and then yeah you can vote this is funny will rihanna show cleavage yes minus 500 take it to the bank so at halftime not only do we have the rihanna concert to look forward to and all those fun props we just went over but we also have rob gronkowski's big promotional opportunity the pit, the kick of destiny almost said pick of destiny shout out to uh, that great tenacious d movie one of my favorites um yeah kick of destiny here gronk's got to make a field goal right um you can bet on whether or not he's going to make this kick I don't remember what it is, like a 30-yarder or something, whatever. So I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory behind this. 
and I'm going to shout out Pat McAfee show for fueling my brain on this one. Um, they brought this up last month and it kind of caught my attention. Like they were, they were talking about the idea and the, the logistics and the technology that has to go into like doing a live feed from a third party location during the Super Bowl like that. I guess it's not easy. I guess there's a lot that goes into it. That's a lot of bandwidth and that's like, that's like 300 million people watching at the same time to try and like connect a, a, a live feed. Um, again, I don't know enough from a nerd standpoint the details here, but what I'm trying to say is there's a possibility that this kick is not live. They're doing a bit, they're, the whole marketing thing is, oh, there's a lot of pressure, live kick, a lot of people watching. Dude, this thing's gonna be pre-recorded. And if you think they're making this big fucking fuss about this kick and they're gonna risk it on Gronk missing it, no shot. Zero fucking shot. This kick's going in. So I was pretty amazed. Um, will Gronk make the kick of destiny? Yes, minus 105. No, minus 135. They have it favored that he's gonna miss this kick. Again, I'm tell I think this shit's going to be pre-recorded and there's no way that this shit misses. The entire marketing campaign goes down in flames if Gronk misses this kick. I think they have it favored just because people want to like bet on him to miss cuz it'd be funny and crazy and and that's I guess the most entertaining outcome is Gronk eating shit here. I just I think it goes uh, smooth as possible here for FanDuel and the people that are pouring their money into this campaign. So I'm going to take yes at minus 105, Gronk makes his kick. If you're into betting no on that, there's a number of different ways you can do it. So if you think he's going to miss the kick, you can bet how he will miss it. Will it be short plus 200, wide left plus 350, wide right plus 350, Hits the left upright plus 800. Hits the right upright plus 800. Hits the crossbar plus 1200. That's kind of a fun one. If you're going to take him to miss, I feel like 12 to 1 hits the crossbar is the way to do it. I'm talking out of my ass. That just looks kind of fun. And then there's a couple other associated props here that I'll just run through for the sake of conversation. Hopefully you guys don't have anything else to get to. Uh, will Gronk chug a beer on the field during the halftime kick of Destiny uh, shenanigans? No, minus 300. Yes, plus 200. He's not chugging a beer on the field. Uh, will Gronk wear a shirt with sleeves? This one has value in my opinion. Will, will Gronk wear a shirt with sleeves? No, is favored at minus 220. For Gronk to wear a shirt with sleeves is plus 155. You're telling me if the guy's wearing a t-shirt, I get plus 155 odds? I guess the assumption is that he's going to be in some sort of tank top or, or like basketball jersey or sleeveless muscle shirt. I'm sorry, just guy, for the guy to wear sleeves, we're getting plus 155 odds. It seems like a pretty easy one to, to get that plus 150 juice. And then uh, last one for Gronk here. Will Gronk spike 
a ball on the field. No minus 250. Yes, plus 175. And that's another one where I'm tempted to lean towards yes at plus 175. If he misses the kick, I think he's get, we get a frustration spike, right? And if he makes it, we get a celebration spike. I don't see how this goes wrong for us. So Gronk, maybe Gronk can make us some money on this kick. Um, I'm going to try and look into this more on the whole uh, the whole technology side of the pre-recorded live stream thing and see if I can get some more concrete evidence um, from a technical standpoint. But this, this one feels like it could be a, a work, right? This could be in pro wrestling when something's a part of the program, they say it's a work. When it's real, they say it's a shoot. This is a work kick. This isn't a shoot kick. I think that uh, this is just um, great marketing by FanDuel and by Gronk and then by everybody involved. And that kick's going through the uprights at minus 105. And to close out this, uh, you know, pretty ridiculous episode, I saved uh, the wackiest prop I could find for last. This isn't going to be anything that I'm betting or you guys are betting, but let's just, let's talk about it to wrap this thing up because half of this is bullshit anyways. This is a yes or no proposition. Couldn't believe they're offering this somewhere. Will Tom Cruise parachute into the stadium and hand deliver the game ball to the referees for opening kickoff? I don't know. This is oddly specific. I'll say that. I don't know why this is out there on the internet, um, but it's out there. Uh, The odds on Tom Cruise to deliver the ball to the referees via parachute... (laughs) Is 25 to 1. You're getting plus, uh, plus 2,500 odds, excuse me. And for him to not do that is uh, minus uh, 100. It's 100. It's 1 to 150, guys. It's minus um, 100, excuse me, 15,000. Minus 15,000. When the numbers get big, my brain gets confused, guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They're offering that. It's kind of fun. I, I felt like sharing with you guys. But that's all I have here as far as exotic props. The next episode, the next probably two episodes you'll get until the Super Bowl are going to be more game-based. I'm going to be breaking down some player props, some game props. There's so much to bet on here. And honestly, like I'm not really going to fuck around with that many player props personally in this game. It just creates too much conflict for myself as an Eagles fan and as someone who already has action on a number of things. I told you guys I have bet that Gatorade bath. I have uh, a 13 to 1 uh, future on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl that I'm counting on. I'm also a massive Eagles fan and will be devastated if they lose this game. And I got another one that I'll share with you guys right now. I did this at the end of last episode with the Gatorade bath, and I'll tease this here. This is only available for people on DraftKings Sportsbook, to the best of my knowledge. If you're not, um, if you don't have access to it, I apologize. But that's kind of how it works with all this shit that we talk about here. I found a prop on either uh, Miles Sanders or Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown at any time. Usually anytime touchdown scores, you can only get one player. If you want to parlay both of them to score, you can do that. But this is an or situation. So either Sanders or Hurts scores an anytime touchdown is minus 170 on DraftKings. And I feel like that's a very fair amount of juice to lay. I talked about laying minus 170 on fucking Jay-Z to perform at the halftime show. You're telling me I can get an anytime touchdown from Hurts, who has like 14 this year, and Sanders, who has like 11? Um, Yeah, it's going to happen at some point. I think that, you know, a big matchup for this game, not to get too far into the weeds, is going to be... 
I don't see how the Chiefs can stop the Eagles' run game. Really, not many teams at all have been able to stop our run game this season. Historically, most rushing touchdowns in uh, a single season by a team in NFL history. Right, 39 rushing touchdowns this year, most by any team ever in the history of the NFL in a season. Uh, so Hertz or Sanders to get in at minus 170 is your little bonus prop for this episode. Uh, that's going to do it for me, guys. This has been SGR 114. SGR 115 coming out within the next two days for you guys, and we will uh, just be cranking out Super Bowl content, getting ready for the showdown, Super Bowl 57 this Sunday. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you uh, enjoyed this one and hope you can find um, the ability to bet some of these because I know some of them are wild, but there is some value here on, again, you know, some of these uh, big plus money props on shit that you really just can't handicap effectively. So good luck with that, guys. Slide into my DMs. Follow me on Instagram at SGRPod. Follow me on Twitter, same handle. Follow me on BetStamp at SGRPod. The at is included in the username. Thanks again. Peace out and ramble on. And go birds!